time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody, to another podcast of Lickin' On Lending. Today is Monday, December 9th, 2019. I don't know where you're at and how cold it is there, but we're enjoying an 81 degrees here in Austin, Texas. It is a gorgeous day. Almost makes me feel like I'm down living down by Alan Pollock down there in Florida. I mean, he lives in the Ponte Vedra Beach area, golf paradise. But we're enjoying a little of the temperatures here. We're so glad that you're taking time to join us on this podcast, listening to it, and have a good number of people dialed in live, partly because of who we have as our guest. Talk about that in just a minute. But again, I say each week, the reason we do this podcast, it is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're grateful to have you as a listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. And I tell you, we get reports of people listening all over from various parts at different times. Some of it's hilarious. I love hearing from you. So let me know. Love to hear from you. Where do you listen to this podcast? We have as our hot topic guest today, Ted Tozier former president of Jenny May, someone I admire tremendously, is not only the former president of Jenny May, but also a leader in our industry. He is a mortgage market visionary. Ted is uh, part of the Milken Institute. If you know anything about that, you just know the thought leadership that comes out of the Milken Institute is outstanding. They are predicting that almost 40% of the current lenders will not survive in the next five years. But there are ways that you can survive, and we're going to be talking about that. We're, we're here to help you survive. Be one of the survivors. I predict that the vast majority of our listeners will be survivors. It's because you do tune into this podcast each and every week and get updates of what's going on. And we're grateful to have you as a listener. A lot of people ask, who's that opening voice that does the opener at the beginning of the podcast? That's our producer, executive producer. I have a business called DL2 Productions, and Paul heads that up for me. And I'm thrilled to work with him. Does a great job in organizing the guests, organizing this. I used to do it all by myself. It's so nice to have someone who does it excellent. I want to give a shout out to Kim Schubert, who has been there as one of the faithful faithful. I met her originally when she was she and Jim Jump worked together at PMI, and she's been such a champion along with Ralph Armenta. So many of the early early days of our podcast. So a shout-out to Kim Schubert. Grateful. She's with Freddie Mac. You only wish you could have a representative handling your account like Kim handles her account or Freddie Mac. She's a relationship manager, one of the senior people there. We're thrilled to have you, Kim, as a listener, and so many others. Hey, some news from Black Knight. want to give a quick rundown. No surprise that interest rates being this low has really spurred on a series of refinance activity. It's all reported in the first look report that you can get at blackknightinc.com. Prepayments are up. That's another one of those things where you go like, wow, content consequence of lower rates. They're up 132% is what they're reporting from the last year. In fact, is hitting an 18-year low in fourth quarter 2018. Refinances activity has nearly doubled. 
third quarter 2019 refinance lending hit its highest level in nearly three years. You want to check out all the information, go over to blackknightinc.com. Mitch Cohn submitted this, Director of Public Relations and Marketing and Communications. Thanks, Mitch, for getting that update. Check out the first look report. Black Knight has a lot of great content. We're thrilled to have them as a sponsor. Speaking of sponsors, let's go over and say a big thank you to the MBA. Bob Brooksman and Marsha Davies, the whole leadership team there at the Mortgage Bankers Association, do a great job of keeping our industry healthy and whole through conferences, through publications, through so much, and their leadership is what I value the most. we got the IMB conference coming up. You'll hear about that in just a little bit with Rob Van Rapports. As well as, of course, we already talked about Black Knight. Their actionable intelligence platform delivers data and drives growth to reduce costs. Go to blackknightinc.com. Check it all out. Also, Open Mortgage, leading buyer of reverse mortgages, the home of some of the top LOs. If you're looking for a good home, check out Open Mortgage. If you're looking to get into reverse lending, mortgage lending, they have a correspondent and a wholesale division, as well as Finastra. I love these guys. Dan Putney and the team does a great job of getting out of the marketplace. You know, their Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution is just one of the best LOSs that are coming on strong, and they've got some new features. If you have not gotten a demo, if you're looking at making a switch, many are looking to leave their current provider because prices are going up with one of the leaders in the marketplace. you got to check out Finaster. It is a powerful solution at an affordable rate. Also, I want to say to Lenders One and Mortgage Collaborative, kudos to both of these co-ops. They provide competitive advantages for both lenders and vendor members. I love what the, the Mortgage Collaborative is doing with their collabs. Just saw David Kittle, my good buddy David, was out in Florida. They had another one of the collabs going here recently, I think over the weekend or this last week. And these things really help bring lenders together and they collaborate on how sharing best practices of various entities. Lenders One also has something like that. We have a Lenders One event coming up here this winter. I encourage you to check out both websites, LendersOne.com as well as TheMortgageCollaborative.com. CMLA, Community Mortgage Lenders of America, thrilled to be partnered with them as well as Velma, Knowledge Coop, Vidyard, AI Assist. Also, I say thank you each week to Alice, Andy, Alan, and Joe for their contributions to our podcast. Without further ado, let's get over to Rob Van Raphorst and hear what he has recorded for us in this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. Hi, I'm Rob Van Raphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, FSOC released its 2019 annual report on the state of financial markets and potential emerging risks. The report notes that overall risk in the economy remained moderate, but it highlighted a number of emerging risks including the growth of independent mortgage banks in origination and servicing. MBA CEO Bob Brooksman released a statement calling on policymakers to ensure that any changes are thoughtful and measured to ensure no disruption to the flow of mortgage credit. Also last week, HUD published two mortgagee letters, which raised the FHA forward mortgage limit floors and ceilings, as well as the maximum claim amount for HECMs. The new loan limits are effective for case numbers assigned on or after January 1st, 2020. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Good job, Rob. Appreciate it very much. And while you're at the MBA website, sign up for Mortgage Action Alliance. Tired of bills going through that are not favorable to the mortgage industry? Well, the MBA takes care of that with the Mortgage Action Alliance app. You just log it, you get a notification, and guess what? You can click, 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 and your word, your voice is being heard in D.C. to those that are specific to you wherever you live. The legislators where you live are contacted by you 
through what the MBA has set up. Be sure to check out Mortgage Action Alliance. You do not have to be a member of the MBA. Les Parker is here with his TM Spotlight this week. He and Gary Cantrabone have put together a real interesting music parody. I think you'll enjoy this. So let's get started with this week's macro view of the markets. TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Ainsworth Advisors. Just hear those tweet bells jingling, ring-ting-tingling, too. Come on, it's trading weather for sleigh ride together with news. The U.S.-China trade war intensifies with tweets and jingles, threats and rhetoric. Yet, negotiations continue. Will the market focus on a trade talk newsflash or the upbeat economic reports from the U.S., Europe, and China? Maybe the market will focus on the relativity of the U.S. dollar. Is its decline due to an increase in investors' appetite for risk? Will foreign investments weather snow days better than U.S. mortgages? Is the investors' craving determined by value or news? Come on, it's trading weather for a sleigh ride together with these views are my own. Go to TMSpotlight.com to subscribe <laughs> to my daily newsletter. News. Yeah, I was talking to Les earlier this morning. I was gonna, he would say, have you listened to the Spotlight? And I said, yeah, it was really good. So anyway, kudos to you guys. And right in the season, too. Really appreciate that. Les Parker, Gary Kentrabone, good job. So check out TMSpotlight.com to subscribe to Les's daily newsletter. It's free, guys. Free, F-R-E-E. <laughs> when you're buying gifts, give it out as a gift, too, to others. Encourage them to subscribe to it. It's some great information. I've been reading it for over 30 years. Appreciate the partnership with Les Parker and the team, Gary Ketcherbone. They whip up a great segment each week. It's Joe Farr. We're going to play Christmas okay. Carol in the background, maybe, here, should we? You know? <laughs> well, uh, no tweets today. I've got that to report. Yeah, so there's not a lot going on. Uh, MBS prices are about where they started today, about where they ended the day on Friday. No economic news to report and no tweets to mess up the market. Looking at last week, though, that was a volatile week, and it was driven yeah. by tweets. Yeah. Early in the week, Trump made a tweet. I'll get to that in just a minute. The, the price move last, last week was driven by trade headlines and, and then on Friday, economic data. So the stocks started the week lower as Trump tweeted that maybe the U.S. should just wait until after the election to pursue a, a trade deal with China. And that that was a bit of a surprise to the market and caused stocks to fall. By Tuesday, over Monday and Tuesday, stocks fell about 550 points on the Dow. So it was a pretty big move. And MBS only responded lightly favorably. So it was a, not a disproportionate move, if you will. And on Wednesday, the sentiment started shifting for an improved or not such a risk for a delayed trade deal, and, and stocks reversed most of those earlier losses, especially on Friday. Now, part of that came after Friday's non-farm payrolls data. A big part of this, the improvement on stocks on Friday was because of that. 266,000 net new jobs in November, 185,000 were expected, and 41,000 was a positive revision to September and October numbers, so really a good number on the non-farm payrolls. The unemployment yeah. rate fell back to 3.5%, which matches the lowest level in decades. So stocks didn't like that. Fortunately, MBS prices, they reacted negatively to begin with, but by the day was over, it pretty much had recovered back to where they started. So for the week, MBS prices fell just a little bit, and the Dow was basically unchanged. 
Looking at this week, Dave, there are several significant events indoor releases to watch for. Okay. First, the Fed. The Fed meets on Tuesday, starts a two-day meeting on Tuesday. It's going to release its statement from that meeting at 2 o'clock on Wednesday, and that's going to be followed by a press conference at 2.30 now. No significant change in policy is expected, but you, know, you can never tell how the information shared with the market is going to affect the market. Then on Thursday, there's European Central Bank meeting. Very little is expected to come from that meeting, uh, at least not new information. So it might not be a big deal. And then on Wednesday, we have November Consumer Price Index going to be released. And then on Thursday, the Producer Price Index is going to be released. Neither of those are expected to show much change from October. Retail sales comes out on Friday, and that's a, that's one of the bigger economic reports. That's November retail sales, and they're expected to show a small improvement over October. Now, the biggest factor in the market this whole week, and maybe starting next week, is going to be trade deals. You might recall December 15th is the date that additional tariffs are, are to go on uh, another level of China's product. And that's to take effect if no deal's been reached. Investors seem to think that uh, that that additional tariff will not be implemented, Hmm. either due to a phase one deal being reached or Trump finding a reason to delay him. But right now, anyway, the market is thinking that those new tariffs might not be implemented. And so what's going to happen is is, uh, there's going to be a great deal of uncertainty. You know, we're going to go into the the weekend with uncertainty. We're going to come out of the weekend with uncertainty if, if either way, really, if if a trade deal has been reached and no tariffs or if uh, tariffs are implemented or but the deal's not been reached and no tariffs. So we'll have to deal with a good bit of uncertainty yeah. this week. Yeah, it's going to be another one of those weeks where a little bit of uncertainty, which means you could see some volatility, maybe. Could be volatility, could be good for mortgage bank, and that usually people seek safe assets in times of uncertainty. So, Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. Never a dull moment in the mortgage industry, but boy, love these lower rates, love the volume. Not so good with for MRSR valuations, looking at the rate at which things are refinancing. So that could have an impact on some folks. But anyway, thanks. Sure. Really appreciate it. Good job. An update of the market and what's on the calendar this week. Appreciate it. Want to go listen to these comments again? Go to Joe's segment on our website, lickingonlending.com, and you can listen to these market updates on all of the various segments. Appreciate you, Joe, very much. Let's get over to Scott Gordon of Open Mortgage talking about the science of sales. Scott Gordon here with a bit of sales science. I'm sure that many of you are aware of the principle of reciprocity, which is a social rule stating that people feel obligated to repay what another person is giving them. This need is hardwired into our brains. Think of the old adage, the more you give, the more you get. By giving customers something small for free, the customer is much more likely to reciprocate in a subconscious attempt to repay the gift. So how can you use this knowledge ethically to boost your business? The first step is to determine what you can give. What would be of value? A trinket given for a completed app or an inquiry? Shift your thinking to something intangible and far more valuable. Knowledge, experience, or time. That is your gift to your customer. In an industry full of disinformation and a society where everyone is rushed, sharing your knowledge garnered from experience goes a long way. In the end, you're not selling anything. Your conversations are an opportunity to gift your time, attention, knowledge, and experience. Shift your perspective from the chore of talking to potential customers to the giving of a gift. It will give you insights on those discussions and will probably bring you more business. 
If this sounds too good to be true, it's not. It's just the science of sales. Good job. I love it. Science of sales. I love those segments each and every week. I was in Scott's office this last week. He has a new head of HR, HR director, Joanna Nolte, and her husband just joined them as the new CFO, head chief legal counsel there at Open Mortgage, and uh, his name is Tony. And so Tony has become a loyal, faithful listener to the podcast. So welcome, Tony, and looking forward to working with you. Great things lie ahead for Open Mortgage. So appreciate the segment, Scott, and what you do each week. Alice Alvey is normally in this spot. Just received a text message from her just as we were starting the podcast. Goes, I'm sick. I feel terrible. I will not be able to join you. We hope she's feeling better. We love Alice and her segment. You know, one of the things that we go back and say, so many people say, I just love Alice's Alvey's segment. There's so much information there. And again, I encourage you to go to the website. Under the website, you'll find the various segments of the podcast, and you can listen to all of Alice's information. So, Alice, hope you're feeling better. Alan Pollock is here. And Alan, good to have you here joining me with this week's tech update. I want to hear your report, but one of the things I do want to have you take a moment to ask you about, there's so many new yeah. LOSs out there, and I want to get your take on some of the things that you're seeing that are happening in the world of loan origination systems. But what you got for us? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. Well, you know, <laughs> know. let's start the answer to that question by just saying I, I just wanted to throw some something fun into the segment today. That's such a serious question. And, uh, you know, the most popular tech gifts in 2019, headphones and earbuds by far are the largest and most popular gift this holiday season so far. And they're so popular that Apple had no idea that their AirPods Pro would be the number one gift, and they've been out of stock since before Black Friday, and they're still out of stock on them today. You're yeah, kidding me. I mean, I'm looking at those things, and anything that blocks all the – but the sound, they say, that can – you bring the outside sound in, and you can yeah. turn that on or off. So it's – I've got to go try one of those. So I'm a – everything yeah. I have is Apple, so give it a try. Yeah, give it a try. But, um, yeah. yeah, I've heard they're actually really good, and they block the outside sound very well. So that's the good thing is that you can be in the coffee shop, and you'll hear less coffee shop and more you. So if you're interested, yeah. you'll have to wait. You have to wait till mid-January. Wow. You know, second most popular was a portable wireless speaker, and then and then it gets down to a bunch that fall in the same range. But very interesting, nonetheless. The Bluetooth wireless technology is among us. So David, you know, back to your question. It's funny you asked that question. I'm on a webinar tomorrow, Housing Wire webinar called "Why ROI Should Be the Limitless Test for Tech Success." And we actually talk about that, right? What is the big investment in technology and what is the challenge today, right? There's a lot of systems and there will always be a lot of systems. The big challenge is what works with your business model? And in addition, how do you continue to get more operational efficiencies and lower costs? You know, costs are still extremely high. Now, they're split between many factors, but costs are still high. And so, yeah, there are... There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a number of LOS systems. Some have recreated what their system has been. Some have are new to the market, and I think we'll see that trend happen. It's a, it's a hard market to get into, but if you think about FinTech and you think about omni-channel origination and some of the other things, no surprise that there will be different players coming in as uh, some of these experience, consumer experiences come together. So with that being said, it's kind of funny because today's topic is about borrowers and 
a survey that was just done by Ellie Mae. So I'll talk about that in a quick moment. I did want to mention, because the last couple of weeks we haven't talked about really folks that are raising capital, you know, a company called Figure Technologies just raised $103 million in their series. I saw that. It's a, yeah, it's a San Fran company. Mike Cagney, the, the former SoFi CEO, is a CEO of this company. What they focused on uh, right now is fixed-rate home equity lines, and what they're really saying is they can do a borrower decision in less than five minutes, and they can fund in less than five days. Now, you think about wow. it, well, of course, that's a HELOC, right? Well, there's still a lot that goes into a HELOC, whether it's private paper or you're selling it to multiple investors. You still have regulation and compliance and you know, fraud and all these things you still have to verify. But anyways, they're saying it's because it's executed in their own blockchain. The blockchain is called Provenance, and it allows them to speed up the application. So anyways, they're going to continue to build that out. If you're interested, check it out. Figure Technologies, $103 million. So there's still cash wow. out there. Things aren't that bad. You know, today, David, I wanted to chat about a really interesting topic. So I'm going to lead off. Housing Wire has an article called Borrowers Want a More Digital Mortgage Experience but Still Prefer to Close in Person. And it was by a company called Solidify. They were interviewed by Housing Wire. Solidify went out and did a survey to the market. And their survey basically came out and they, they got some interesting information. Before I do that, just so you know who Solidify is, they're a proprietary network management platform. They use technology to objectively score and recommend notaries based on many factors such as their knowledge, um, how prepared are they, basically their performance, their efficiency, experience with them, and so forth. And they're the largest provider of residential real estate appraisals, and they're a top five provider of title and closing services to more, more than 60 of the top 10 lenders in, in the country. And so they went out and they wanted to truly understand, they wanted to talk directly to the borrowers and get their understanding. So they spoke to a number of borrowers that closed in the last, the, the maximum time frame was 24 months. And what they found, and we've talked about this in prior weeks, 81% of consumers from this survey said they would still do a mortgage closing in person versus digitally. And 70% also said they would like a more digital process, right? So it's like saying, I like it, but I'm not completely ready, but start to take me there, start to walk me down the path. And some interesting notes from their survey, what they found is, you know, 47% of those consumers said they were anxious about the closing and they still wanted a knowledgeable professional. So a loan officer, mm. somebody who knew what they were doing to help them with their concerns, answer all of their questions and make sure that things were handled appropriately. And they all said, most of the majority, I shouldn't say they all, right? Majority of these, these borrowers said, that they experienced delays during the closing process, and half of them were due to problems with the paperwork or the filing. So let's just look at that for a quick second. We have all this technology. We continue to innovate, right? <laughs> we take our LOS. We take the fabric, the framework, right, the point of sale, take these different service providers, and we do all this stuff, and we still have paperwork that was wrong when you get to the closing table, right? So oh, we're not yeah. using technology efficiently. And then I also had seen Ellie May just did a, a recent insight, their, their lender and borrower insight surveys. And they're interesting because whether you like Ellie May as a vendor or not, or it's your vendor of choice, they talk to a lot of people. And so the content is really rich. And what they found in this last survey is 50% of lenders believe that borrowers would describe their loan officer colleagues as responsive. 
So think about mm. that. 50% of lenders believe borrowers would describe their loan officer as responsive. And according to the borrowers, their loan officers may be knowledgeable, 83%. They said 77% were helpful, 73% were personable, and the perception is that they're still not available, 62%. Gosh, so there so it is again. Borrowers are saying, yeah, people are helpful, right? They're personable. They've got all this great technology, but their 62% are saying they're still not available or attentive. And here's the thing. Frequency of communication, when you go back to the Digital Mortgage Conference and all the panels that we have, some of the information that we recently looked at says we're not communicating well enough with our borrowers. We think we are. And actually, what's really funny about that is I've got some information here, and, and we'll tail off on this, David. One of four, 25% of lenders thought that they contact the borrowers between one to five times, but 38% say between one to five times during the loan process, but they prefer a higher touch rate. Many felt they really didn't contact enough, meaning that they weren't, it was especially true with millennial borrowers, meaning they didn't feel that that one to five times was enough. And 20% rated their level of outreach as unsatisfactory. So lenders still know that they need to do a better job. And it's really interesting. You know, we talked uh, two weeks ago about a Forbes article that said innovation gives people the opportunity to work differently. So technology shouldn't be replacing us. It should be helping us work differently, yeah. more efficiently. We should be smarter. And so as you continue the rest of this year, right, we're, we're getting to code freezes. We're getting to projects that should have been delivered or just were. We're going to start the year off fresh training, implementing technology. So we really need to make sure that we understand how we're going to engage with the borrower, how we're going to engage our teams. We need to make sure that that sense of buy-in from the upper management team all the way through our organization is there so the technology is successful. And finally, if you have to think about what it would be like to be the consumer, think about other positive interactions that those consumers go through and try and mimic or replicate or, or instill those same positive interactions with your experience. Not all technology sometimes, it's the human interaction as well. So true. Boy, that's so true. I mean, it's an interesting how we have an industry, how we have so much technology that helps us race to a narrow spot in the hourglass, and then we still get stuck. And then it's really amazing. That's excellent. Good stuff. Alan, appreciate it very much. A lot of people you, want to know how can they get a hold of you, so they can email you at alan at tms-advisors.com. And another thing I want to shout out for is VendorSurf, which is becoming one of our newest sponsors. I give them a shout out early on. VendorSurf is a place where you can go in, and if you're looking for any vendor on any host of different things from LOS, CRMs, all of them out there, they've got hundreds and hundreds of companies listed out there. Check out VendorSurf. Scott Roller and I have connected. He's a co-founder of VendorSurf, and he's a principal and founder of 3M Partners. Uh, I've been on that website. I am so impressed. It's so nice for those of us are working with clients to um, help them find the latest technology. So go check out Vendorsurf, S-U-R-F dot com. Scott Roller, thrilled to have you as a new sponsor. Looking forward to rolling that out here after the first of the year. As far as when if you're looking for your reputation, there's two companies I refer out to, Social Survey. Want to know how you're doing with your people? Social Survey, get a hold of Craig Pollock at 410 218 
888-646-6320 or get a hold of Greg Ellis at Mortgage Peer Network. Greg does a great job. Both these companies do a great job giving you honest feedback and exactly what's going on. You can reach Greg at 501-658-9119. And that's really a really great segue into our Hot Topic segment. Andy Shell is traveling today, so we're going to miss the Profit Doctor segment. Check out Finastra, their applications, by going to the Finastra website. We're pleased to have our sponsorship and program with them as well. I want to say, for those of you who listen to us each and every week and are listening live, this is where we transition from our regular weekly update to the Hot Topic segment. I want to say a special thank you as we exit to our sponsors, Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finastra, the MBA, Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, CMLA, Velma, KnowledgeCoop, Vidyard, AI Assist, and now our newest sponsor, VendorSurf. Check them out at their websites. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great week. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.